Hello there, my name is Alyssa Olenek. I am obsessed with all things exercise, science, outdoors, and growing an honest online business. I've spent the last 10 years studying exercise physiology, nutrition, and metabolism, and I'm here to help you move past the extremes in the fitness and wellness industries to have the real conversations we're not often willing to have with a sprinkle of sass and a whole lot of truth. I'm here to help you confidently live with me in the messy middle. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Messy Middle Podcast. Today, I'm here to talk to you about running for health. So something that I did not expect to get asked about as often as I am is how do we just run if we want to be just generally healthy? So I think in a world of races and BQs and finish lines and your first ultra and belt buckles and fancy medals, a lot of people get left behind because there's a ton of people who aren't interested in racing or setting these big, huge goals, or maybe they're just not quite there yet. And they want to run for health, whether it's just to get outside more, to have improved cardiovascular fitness for the other things that they love to do. They want to maybe be able to run a little bit more so it can carry over into things like hiking or whatever other activities they like to do that they kind of get left in the dust. Now, I want to keep this in context that running for health and running for fitness in some ways might not look that much different, but the biggest thing is going to be the specificity of your goals. So I think when we first start to identify what running for health looks like, at some point it's going to be mean running, right? So in both goals, they might look similar, but I think the idea of running for health or the term health can be ambiguous and not well-defined. I think a lot of people say that when they're trying to achieve some undefined pinnacle of health and thinking that their fitness goals will bring them 100% to that, but health can be affected by many things. And while your fitness goals do aid in that and improve in that, fitness and exercise training is fundamentally one of the most important things that can improve your health. Um, there are things that are out of our control. So I think thinking that you're going to achieve health through only one mode of fitness is just a little short-sighted, so I wanna keep that in mind here, but generally I assume what people mean when they're asking this question is how do we involve running in our exercise routine without some big serious set goal, but just with the idea of improving our general health outcomes and cardiovascular fitness. So I'm hoping that's your assumption of what you mean by when you're asking this question, but not, that's what I'm going off of. So I think the first place to start is going to be just defining how much physical activity we need for health. And so generally the physical activity guidelines state that we want to eat at least 150 minutes of general physical activity per week, upwards of 350 minutes. That's kind of that range of minimums of what we want for general health outcomes. And so this is just like moderate, regular physical activity. Um, nothing really hard or strenuous, just your light to moderate physical activity. And so you want to aim to meet this first over multiple days. So maybe not just like in one day. So I think this ends up panning out to be like 30 minutes a few times a week, maybe I think like four or five times a week. And then you can meet this with a mix of steps and running. I think this is important to say because if you're just trying to run for health and you don't have a running background, you're probably going to be doing some sort of walk running at first, which is absolutely fine. And then the physical activity guidelines go on to state that this can also be defined as 75 minutes of higher intensity training. So when you increase the intensity, you kind of can decrease the volume and time. Now, to some degree, I think that we should be moving generally more, but if you're short in time or you're trying to get things in, this is a great way to get some health benefits because intensity drives a lot of factors that lower intensity stuff just kind of misses out on. They just triggers and uh, utilizes different energy systems. You get different benefits. And so one's not right, wrong, or indifferent, but they just serve different purposes. And so this really essentially just pans out to being 20 to 30 minutes, probably between three to five days a week, um, and hopefully is paralleling some sort of strength training program. So I'm talking about running today, but when we're thinking about overall health, hopefully you are doing some sort of like full body training at least two days a week or more than that. Um, we'll do another episode on general strength training, but 
for the general person aiming for health, I think if you're just trying to meet those guidelines and using running as a tool to reach that, 20 to 30 minutes, three to five days a week is probably going to do that trick for you with your general daily walking, hitting about seven to 8,000 steps per day is probably a good target if you're just looking for health, nothing more. Um, and then factoring in enjoyment beyond that. So on that note, let's pivot into the next kind of caveat I have here. So when you think about running for health, you also want to think about when you're doing exercise, what you actually enjoy. So I think the next question to ask yourself is what distance you want to be able to comfortably run at or be able to run. So for some people, this might be just the ability to go out for an easy 5k or 30 minute run whenever they want, whatever that looks like for them. For some people that might be being able to run for an hour whenever they want. And maybe for some people, they, they want to keep a baseline of two hours. So I think that running for health can look different for all people. So you do you have to ask yourself what distance do you want to be able to run or comfortably be able to maintain or lace up and be able to do every week um, without having to necessarily progress beyond that but what do you want to be so a good example of this is when I'm not training for ultras and I'm on the off season I like to have a general basis of being able to comfortably go for a 1 to 1.5 hour run kind of no matter what I'm doing that's kind of where I'm at back in the day when I was powerlifting it was like okay, I want to be able to run at least three miles no matter what. And so that's changed for me over the years. And that's why I say that because it's, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, so once we move past the physical activity guidelines, it really becomes what that means to you. So you kind of have to ask yourself and that can change. So if you're a total beginner, it might be 20 or 30 minutes and it might build up to an hour. And once you kind of develop fitness, it's easier to maintain. So keep that in mind. It's really important here too. So at some point in time, you might have to work up or train to that, but then you can kind of coast along there. So asking yourself, what level of fitness does this require? So of course, if your goal for health or you know, your mental enjoyment of the activity is to be able to run six miles whenever you want and you can't run any miles right now, then you're going to have to follow a little bit of fitness progression to get there. But it doesn't have to maybe necessarily be as rigorous and structured as if you're doing a big formal race training program, but you are going to have to work up to that so your body can adapt because otherwise, you know, even if you're doing it for fun or for health, your body's still responding to it as physical activity. So you want to make sure that you're migrating the stress that you're giving it so you don't end up injured or frustrated with your running. And then asking yourself where you are in context with that level of what you desire. So how can you get from point A where you're at now to point B in the safest, smartest way, gradually increasing that volume or distance or time running over time? And then how can you essentially maintain that once you are there? And so if you are coming from a higher level of running, that might just be maintaining where you're at or even dropping back down, just like I do in off seasons right now. I'm not running nearly as much as I was when I was training for my ultra last year. I dropped from like 10 to 12 hours a week to like maybe one to three hours a week. So that's kind of my maintenance volume right now that might be lower or higher than what you're looking for. You're not me, but just to give you some context on that. And then if you are someone who's not able to run or run very well or very far quite yet, um, you might want to look at it as a training situation for just a short period of time because you will need a little bit of training the structure can be looser it doesn't have to be as formal and as rigorous especially for those shorter distances where you have a little bit you don't need as many miles to get there and you're just trying to get miles there not really improving fitness or capacity there you're just trying to be able to move for that period of time and so you will want to actually look at it like training for a little bit it doesn't need to be high pressure high stress it just needs to be something consistent enough that your body can adapt to that stressor the Messy Metal Podcast will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Are you confused about what supplements you should actually be taking? In a world full of juice cleanses, detox teas, fancy promises, it can really be hard to trust anything. But high quality supplements, when dosed appropriately, can actually help support your fitness goals. And that's why I use Legion. 
I've been using Legion supplements since the beginning of this year, and after years of never really fully committing to one single brand due to lack of transparency in their labeling, unnecessary fluff, or just reporting things as blends and not knowing what's actually my product, I finally found a solid science-based product line that fits my supplementing needs. Legion's products are 100% naturally sweetened, and my favorite part, they are fully transparent in their labeling, and they use dosages that are actually backed with the science says you need to be effective and support your fitness goals. And not the least amount you can get away with, and not just labeling as blends, but fully transparently telling you what's in your product and why they dosed it that way. And this is huge, because it lets you know exactly what you're taking and if it's actually going to be effective, and then you can know what's going into your body. My personal favorites are their cinnamon cereal whey. Yes, it tastes as good as it sounds. The mocha cappuccino plant protein. Pulse, their pre-workout, which comes in non-stimulant or caffeinated stimulant based. And Recharge, the recovery blend, which also gives me the creatine I need to move weights well in the gym. Legion offers 100% money back guaranteed if you're not happy with their products. And you can save 20% off your first order today with our code MESSYMIDDLE at checkout. That's M-E-S-S-Y. M-I-D-D-L-E at checkout to save 20% today. I would say aiming for anywhere from two to five days a week, depending on how often you enjoy running. Um, if you are starting from scratch, absolutely nothing, probably starting with two or three days a week and having a rest day between them is probably a good way to go. Just trying to get time on feet and mixing things of walking and running within there, just building up that capacity in there. And so this might look like one to three shorter runs during the week and then a longer run on the weekend if you desire that, but it's not required. You don't have to run a long run, um, but you can do some shorter runs during the week and then that longer distance one to help improve the total distance of what you can cover. That's very typical in most running and race training programs. Um, you'll see that in all of my endurance programs, like most people who do marathons or train for ultras or really any race, they're going to have a longer run on the weekend to build up that capacity to run longer distances. So you're probably going to have a couple shorter distance runs because you're not going to run your max distance every single day of the week, but then maybe a longer run on the weekend, or for maybe it's just the same distance, 20 minutes, three days a week, every other day. And that's what you do. And that's perfectly okay. You don't have to follow that structure, but that's just kind of a loose way to look at it. And so if you are just running for health or recreationally, really, you can just do it at maintaining a lower to moderate intensity and enjoyable, comfortable pace. This is something that I talk about often on Instagram. You might hear me talking about low zone training pretty frequently. This is what I use in um, Endure to get people to slow down and run at a pace that feels sustainable and more realistic than what they're typically used to doing. This makes it more enjoyable. You end up being able to move for a little bit longer than you thought. You are slower, but you are able to go longer and you can build up that capacity. But if you're just doing it for fun or for health, I mean, you can go harder. You can run in the the gray zone, the the zone that is pushing it a little too hard and then you burn out. I mean, you can do that. There's, It's not bad for you to do that. It's not harmful, but it might be a little bit more enjoyable if you back off that pace and build up that capacity in there. But then you can also include intensity in there wherever you please. Again, you're not training for anything specific. You're just training for health and for recreation for fun. So if it's an extra sunny day and you're in a good mood and you just want to push it, then then push it. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you just want to go out and enjoy it and move slow, then the, the main point of all this is that there doesn't have to be that pressure of like certain runs being certain intensity and having certain outcomes or certain goals from the stimulus when really if you're just doing it for enjoyment and health you can kind of do whatever you want I mean there's no formal reason you can't it's not harmful to do one thing or the other it's just not going to be as intentional but that's probably your goal anyway is just to enjoy and have fun and so you can feel free then to mix it up of course let your fitness status increase make sure you have a good base you've done some low zone running you've built up a foundation of aerobic capacity before you do this but you can mix up your workouts by adding in some hills stairs sprints Easy runs, these are great ways to add variety, make these things fun. 
get creative with your training while still challenging yourself and your health. Again, and adding in that intensity component, hills, stairs, sprints, add in a, com- an, a complex layer of intensity, allows you to use your muscle fiber slightly different in different energy systems. That's really great for your health. So that can bring in that intensity factor in a way that is more fun for you. Um, you can mix it up going on trails, on the road, on paths, whatever it looks like. So you can have a lot more variation, a lot more structure. That's the biggest thing when you're not training for a specific goal, you can have a lot less structure. It doesn't really matter if you're doing it just for the sake of doing it other than trying to keep it within the scope of what you're physically capable of doing so you don't hurt yourself or overdo it I mean then you can kind of have fun with it and do whatever you want and then if you overdo it one day your body's tired then you just take an extra rest day it's not as structured and specific and needs to be as rigorous you can kind of just do whatever you want within context of your own fitness which is fun and I honestly recommend this for people in their off season of running anyway and this is largely what I do when I'm between training for ultras and I don't want to have as rigorous of training it's mentally less fatiguing while still doing some sort of running and maintaining some fitness but that lack of structure actually makes it enjoyable and fun so if you're listening to this and you are a runner you have permission to do this in between seasons of running um And even just make all of your easy runs easy. There's a ton of fitness that is gained and having the large majority of your training being low zone, easy running that isn't accumulating a large amount of fatigue. So there's nothing wrong with that. And then mixing in the occasional higher intensity thing just for fun or to challenge your energy systems or just to um, work in a higher intensity because it's good for us. So again, it's less pressure of formal training. And with this, I recommend just going for time versus pace or distance, especially at first, if you're a beginner and you're just starting out, going just for time versus trying to hit some arbitrary pace or distance goal can make it a lot less mentally challenging. It can make it easier. And that way you can auto-regulate day to day how you feel within your running. So you can kind of call it like running intuitively, feeling what good what feels good to you. So you might go out one day and be like, okay, I'm going to run. And you know, you might stop at three miles or you might be like, oh, this feels great. I'm going to go all the way to six. I feel really good today. And then once you have that fitness base, you can kind of go out and do this. I did this a lot when I was younger and I was growing up I would just go out for runs and then some days I would go home after four miles and sometimes I'd go out to eight miles and it would just feel really great and so you're allowed to kind of run intuitively and just listen to your body or what you feel like doing that day because some days we just feel like running and some days we don't but if you don't have any specific goal as long as you are again staying within the context of your own fitness and your own capacity that might be going for a 20 minute jog or running for an hour and It may look different day to day, week to week, season to season, but if you aren't training for anything specific, then again, you have that fluidity and flexibility to kind of just make training what you want to make it. And so this really does have to be in the context of aiming not to push beyond your own fitness too much. And I've you have to often ask yourself the risk of ego versus injury. So I'm not implying that if you don't have a large running base or large, you know, fitness capacity, and you've only been running three miles a week for the last six months that you go and start running 20 miles a week because it feels good. I'm saying that if you want to ramp up for a few weeks or increase that base over the course of the summer, because it's beautiful out and warm and sunny, you want to do that, do it in an intelligent way. But if it feels good, do it. And then if you get to winter and you want to ramp down, then you can do that too. So I'm not saying to ever train beyond the own capacity of your own fitness, but giving yourself permission that if one day you don't feel like running six miles, you can run three or vice versa. And that's okay. If that's within the parameters of your own fitness capacity and volume that you can handle. And so for my friends who are just running for health and they want to get into running, but they don't want to set a big running race goal, you can just run in a walk run interval style, which is really beneficial. So start slow. 
run slower than you think you need to. You can do walk run intervals. I would start with one to five minutes each with a one to five minute rest with the goal over time to decrease that rest period and increase the running period. So for some people, you might be able to do a slow jog for five minutes and then rest for five minutes and do that two or three times back to back and recover from it with walking in between. And for others, you may have to you know, work your way up to that. You might start with maybe two minutes of jogging with a five minute rest. And then maybe eventually you work from two minutes of jogging with a five minute rest to two minutes of jogging with a two minute rest. Then you are essentially running more, right? Because you're going to have more running intervals as that rest decrease. And then over time, removing that rest entirely. So you're actually running for maybe 10 minute bouts, then 15, then 20, then 25 over the course of multiple weeks and aiming to increase that over time. So the, the kind of rough, rule of thumb people give you is 10% each week until you find a place that's comfortable to sit at. And so if you are more of a beginner somewhere between, you know, you know, five to 15% per, uh, jumps per week might be appropriate. So you're not increasing your volume too much, but also keep in mind, it's okay to do the same exact running volume for multiple weeks. That doesn't mean you're not gaining fitness. And so if you're just starting out and it feels comfortable for you to run 10 miles a week and you want to sit at 10 miles a week for a long time, you don't have to increase it each week, or you can stay there until it starts to feel like a comfortable, sustainable distance that you can maintain each week. And this is, I'm talking across the week, not just one run, just like across the week. And then from there you can increase to 12 miles a week and then 14 miles a week. And that's roughly what that looks like and allowing your body to adapt gradually over time. And then you can sit there and hang out for as long as you need. I think this happens with a lot of people when they first start running or they'll use my endure programs and I'll ask if they can repeat weeks. And I say, yeah, absolutely. Repeat a week as many times as you need to, till you feel comfortable or your body adapts. We are all different and we're also adapting mentally, not only um, physically, but also, you know, we have to make sure that it feels good to us what we're doing. And if it feels realistic and sustainable within our own life, especially when we're training in the context of health, if you're just training for health, you want to make sure that it's sustainable and it's not stressing you out to do what you're doing because it's not even the point of your goal. So if you're struggling with this and you want to do this and you want to learn more, I do recommend using my Endure 5K beginner plan. This does do this for you. I think a lot of people think that they have to race to use my Endure ebook and you do not. It will teach you all about the science behind training, cardiovascular systems, your energy systems, why we train low and slow, gives you some general nutrition help and yes, has things like race day tips, but it will give you beginner programs or 5K, 10K, half marathons. So that's probably the distances that you're probably gonna sit in if you are just trying to run for health and fun and enjoyment and just to be able to get out and go on the weekends or have the fitness capacity for all of your other goals. But you don't have to race to use my programs. You can get fit um, using them. You just can skip the taper at the end. You don't need to taper to get to distance or goal. You can just kind of train up to it and then move into the next program. But the nice thing about this is that once you do the beginner 5K or 10K or wherever you're at and what you need to do, I do have three maintenance or off-season plans and you don't have to be racing, but they give you a wide range of weekly mileage within this. So I have like a five to 50 mile per week and then I think a 15 to 20 and then a 20 to 30 or somewhere in those ranges so no matter where you feel comfort or enjoyment sitting each week it's a non-progressive just weekly maintenance program so you have those three that you could follow and you can kind of ramp up or pull back on those however you want. So if I have a three day a week maintenance plan and you want to run two days a week, then you just do that. You do the two runs per week that you want to do. You don't have to follow it strictly to a T, but that way, if you wanted something that was a little more structured and had someone actually telling you what to do, but you were doing it for fun, then you can just follow those programs once you worked your way up to that by building your weekly mileage and volume and your capacity of what you do with one of my beginner programs. And so 
There's nothing wrong with just wanting to run for health. There's nothing wrong with not wanting to race, but you can still follow general structured running programs to help you get there in a safe manner. So we're not getting shin splints or those nags and niggles that we're always complaining about. Because again, if our goal is health, we don't want to run our bodies into the ground, but we do want to make sure that we are training in a safe, effective manner. One that's not overdoing it just because your your goal is for health and not for racing doesn't mean that you can just go out the door and run 20 miles on your first day of running. You still have to let your body adapt. Fitness is still a stressor and you still have to allow your body to do what it needs to do to get to a point where you're able to comfortably sit where where you want in context of your running goals, but you don't have to race. You never have to race. You could, you could train up to running a freaking ultra and never formally race it and just have the capacity to run. If you want to do that, there's nothing wrong with that. I think largely right now, a lot of my goals in trail running or to just have the fitness to do the things that I want to do and not formally race right now or this year. And that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with that to have seasons of no formal race training or to give ourselves time to maintain or just have the fitness that we need to give us the physical permission or capacity or abilities to do the things that we want to do. And so if you want to run for health, to, to summarize all this, start with the physical activity guidelines, get moving a few days a week, you know, try to get to 150 minutes across the week. And this can be done as walking, running, mixing. There's nothing wrong with walk, run intervals. You can mix those in together. Maybe tack on a little bit of extra walking at the end there. Just get used to being time on your feet, taking rest days between those bouts when we first are starting out so we can actually spread it out across the week and recover, not ramping up too quick, still treating ourselves intelligently like we would with any fitness program, right? We don't go into the gym and max out our back squat the first time we ever lifted. And then we do the same thing with running and finding a distance and volume and capacity across your week of what you actually enjoy and can sustain and allows you to oscillate up or down in response to whatever your ultimate goals are in that season of life. And so I think running for health is great. I mean, a lot of people, when we went into lockdown last year, you go on vacations, people freak out because they're like, what do I do for fitness? But if you have a little bit of a running base or the ability to run or that capacity, you can really work out anywhere. I mean, early morning beach runs, trail runs, like wherever you're at, no matter what you're doing, lockdown, you always have the ability to move and you can find joy in running without it being high pressured race training or putting the pressure on yourself to meet the arbitrary goals. You don't need paces. You don't need fancy watches. You can just go. You can just go for time and simply enjoy music or a podcast or a trail or just being alone with your own thoughts. And I ran for health for years. I never raced. I ran all the time growing up just because I loved it. And so it's always still fun to return back to that. So even though you guys see me doing all these big races and ultra marathons, a lot of the year, and especially right now, I'm just running because I love to run and I've just accepted that I love to run and that's something that I do, but I will always do it for health purposes, whether I'm training or not, because mentally and physically, it's something fantastic for you. So meeting those physical activity guidelines, then meeting yourself where you want to be and where you're at, spreading that across your week in whatever way that looks for you and being smart about it. So again, I'm going to recommend you still get Endure. There's so much information in there that will help you and make this more realistic and achievable, help you figure out the pieces to do this at, how to maintain, how to work up to it in a safe manner that won't totally break you in half when you're doing it. And if you would like to purchase that, you can always save 50% off a product on my website with the code MESSYMIDDLE3 for season three. So messy middle three for 15% off endure. And if you get it, share with me, let me know how it goes. I want to celebrate your joys and your, your self-proclaimed health PRs with you. I think we don't have enough people just running for health and that's totally fine. And then one day, if you decide you do want to go and sign up for that race, you will already have the tool for you with like 15 different programs to get you there. And someday you might change your mind and say, Hey, I'm going to go try this big race or distance. And sometimes you might just be like, Hey, I'm just going to run to run because it just feels good. And I don't really want to put the high pressure on anything else. And both those are perfectly acceptable answers. So 
I hope you guys gained something from this. I hope you feel a little less intimidated to run without the pressure of race training or a big finish line or a big mileage or distance goal. Running is awesome and it should be low stress and not a ton of pressure and we shouldn't beat ourselves up for it. And it should absolutely be a component in health. And if anything, it makes us just more athletic as a whole. And so it's really good for us. So if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. Please consider leaving a review, rating the podcast. It helps us so much. If you listen to this, share it on your Instagram story and tag me. Let me know if you benefited from it. Let me know if you start running. And I cannot wait to quote unquote see on the streets. So thank you guys so much. And we will catch you next week on the next episode of the Messy Middle Podcast. Until then, live well, demand better, and stay messy.